Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hook em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. Well, let's get them up. Get them going. It is Thursday on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. That is right. Football weekend starts tonight with a really good game on Thursday night football. The baseball weekend is now set, coming to a climax big time in the American League West. Final weekend of the regular season on tap after last night's results. It included uh, big wins for the Rangers and Astros, so a lot to do there. Round Rock Express season came to an end last night. Longhorns now T-minus two days to their showdown with 24th-ranked Kansas. And Kansas is a handful if you dive into the numbers, I'll tell you that. They're top 25 in both offense and defense nationally. Come in at 4-0. It's not your uh, your father's Kansas Jayhawks. Lance Leipold has done a great job there. We'll talk to plenty of college football, pro football, and a huge trade in the NBA. How about the uh, blockbuster? Consummated yesterday. Damian Lillard's been trying to get traded out of Phoenix or out of Portland on the entire offseason, it has finally been consummated in a done deal just ahead of training camp's opening uh, next week. So uh, we get to all of it. We have a lot to uh, discuss. Five hours, though, to do it, which is good. That's right, five hours a day, five days a week. We rise and thrive and bring it to you on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. Now, Rod, of course, continuing his uh, sabbatical, enjoying uh, time with his new baby and his wife. We will uh, see Rod again on Saturday uh, as part of our pregame coverage for Texas and Kansas down on campus there at the Mockingbird Saloon. But uh, until then, our friend Nick Shuley is going to drop in along with several other guests. Ty Henderson is here. Bottom of this hour, we're going to check in with our buddy Ari Temkin from Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Big 12 Radio. He covers the Big 12, uh, football, basketball, and all the sports uh, on uh, Sirius XM. He is also a Kansas Jayhawks graduate, former producer of ours. So we'll check in with Ari, his thoughts and pulse on this game, Texas and Kansas. Also, some other topics in and around the Big 12 Conference and what's going on there. So Ari, at the bottom of the hour, uh, it's a lot to do. We appreciate you finding us to start the show and hope you can ride with us all morning long, all day long, here on the Horn 1019, also AM 1260, streaming for you. Take us wherever you go, all over the great state, all over the country, and all over the world. Uh, with the download of that app. You have a touch of a button. You're listening to us wherever you are, wherever you go. Also, you can find us on our uh, website, hornfm.com. Um, with our Twitch channel there, you can watch the shows and the proceedings there as well. Also on YouTube, our YouTube channel growing by the day. And we appreciate that at the Horn Austin as we crank it up on a Thursday morning. Uh, approaching the end of September now, 28 September, into a great weekend of sports that includes... Uh, college and pro football, the last games of their baseball regular season, the postseason will be determined in the, into uh, the next couple of days. 
And, of course, the Ryder Cup will tee off over in Rome starting uh, overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. And we'll preview that as well on this five-hour extravaganza as we crank this thing up. Appreciate those who get up and serve, as we say every morning. Uh, tap, pat on the back, uh, tip of the cap to you. Respect to those who, who rise and, uh, and do the work that uh, needs done uh, in our community and all over uh, the great state. Uh, those who serve, the military, uh, first responders, certainly uh, medical pro- professionals, and uh, all of those, teachers administrators, everybody that gets up and serves, we appreciate you uh, this morning and every morning. Ty Henderson is serving. He's through the glass. How are you, Ty? You lost your keys this morning. Yep. I'm two back-to-back uh, rough. <laughs> Yesterday you for forgot your wallet. Today you lost your keys. Where are uh, your keys? I don't know. I, I looked for a good 30 minutes, and then I had to make the the tough call. To, you stole a car to, to get here. To steal my roommate's car. <laughs> At um, least it was your roommate's car, not your neighbor's. I mean, that would be a lot more tough to get into my neighbor's house and get their keys or hotwire their car, but... Yeah, he's got law school uh, early this morning, so I sent him a nice long text explaining that I'll pay for an Uber for him. Oh, that was a nice little so tip. you took his car and he doesn't know it. No, oh. I wasn't. I didn't want to wake him up too because he doesn't wake up till probably about. Well, maybe he can wake up and find your keys. Yeah, no, it's it's an <laughs> issue because I'm still I'm been lazy and you know I got a flat tire in my car like two weeks ago. Now, I do remember that, and I haven't changed the tire. So I've been driving my brother's car, which, you know, is kind of my secondary car. He leaves it at my house while he's... You're like the Chicago Bears. What's campus. wrong with you? So I, I'm on my third car in two weeks. It's uh, like a sitcom. That's, that's good. So yeah, your it's... car is on blocks in the driveway. You stole your brother's car. Now you can't find your keys, so you stole your roommate's car. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. I have terrible car luck, as you as you and the listeners are learning over the You make your own luck, Ty. Make your own luck, my friend. That's but, true. But... Uh, you know, make, glad you made it. You, you didn't uh, You didn't bail on me. I would have been here by myself for crying out loud. Then what would I have done? Because uh, Rod is out uh, with his uh, beautiful little baby girl and uh, enjoying this time with his uh, with his infant infant child. Oh, by the way, I now know the name, but I'm not going to reveal. I'm going to let Rod reveal the name on Monday. It's not Beyonce, though. I will tell you that. I told Rod. Rod did tell me the name. Bang! Sent us a so couple right, of so pictures, but I promised him I'd let him share the name and where it comes from, and um, I'm not giving out any pictures. Can you give it, is it a family name? I don't know. It it sounds like it might be. sounds like it might be a family name. Like an old school name? Mm -mm, No, it's pretty unique. It's a unique name. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. It's not Beyonce, though. He did not tell me. He did tell me, but I told him (laughs) I would not tell anyone. I'm going to let him announce that coming up when he returns on Saturday or even next Monday when we return from the busy weekend. So that's how that's going to roll. Remember, if you've been listening, we have... uh, uh, adjusted our text line number, uh, a couple of numbers. So if you're uh, texting the show, uh, hit us at 447-3776. That's how you do it, 512-337-3776. That's the best way to communicate with us as we get this thing cranked up and look forward to a tremendous football and sports weekend. Uh, Somebody said, air tag those keys, brah. Yeah, I did have. (laughs) Air tag those keys, brah. I like that. That's good. Now, how do you, you just put a, you put a little, what is that, a little sticker? They have the Apple AirTag. That's basically like, you, it's, you know how you can do the Find My iPhone? Find My, yes, I do. It's the same thing for your keys or wallet. I have a tile in my wallet, so I, I never really use, lose my wallet with the keys. They were my brother's keys, so I didn't have my tile on his oh, keys. Oh, I got it. Okay, that's correct, because your car has a flat tire. Do you want me to come change your tire today? I can change. I'll do it. I can come I do that. I almost, it was like it was like 5.30, like right after I called you and I looked for a few more minutes and I was like, man, am I going to have to see how fast I can change it and put a spare tire on my car? <laughs> but I didn't. I decided the stealing of my roommate's keys. The more the, I hear about the you. Because somebody said the other day we were arguing about, uh, we had our Dan Quinn argument, whether he's a terrible head football coach or not. 
which I was decisively the winner in that debate. He, somebody texted and said, you talk to Ty like one of your kids, and, and sometimes you feel like one of my children because I have a son that is your age. He's now married, and I've decided what you need is a girl. You need a, you d- you need some structure in your life. I do. I I operate on a lot cleaner when I have you a need, girlfriend. You need yes. you need an organizer in your life. Uh, I, I who need keeps the right you girl. Grounded. Though. The right girl makes you go to bed early sometimes, and uh, you know she'll she'll go out and have a good time with you, but also uh, tether you a little bit. I think that's where where you're at right now at 25. But my my oldest is 25. And he recently got married last November, and now they bought a house. I mean, all, you know, all those adulting stuff. I'm not even. I, that's not even on in my mind at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing what happens when you find the find the right one, and then all of a sudden, uh, cool things start happening like that. You buy houses, priorities, go align. to bed early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, house hey, is I, clean. I've, I've never missed a show. <laughs> no, I know. You know, well, I might you, I might be cutting it close one or two, or you might be times. sleeping in the studio when I get here. But you know, that's. I'm here. Whatever means necessary, I guess, is the way that goes. Hey, let's start with the headlines. Get you caught up on the news of the morning, then we'll pick this back up and the big conversations of your Thursday morning here on Ian Rod B. <laughs> Top Gun, rentals and lawn equipment, bring it to you. We'll start with college football, of course. You know, when the Kansas Jayhawks roll into Austin on Saturday to face the Longhorns, they'll do so as a ranked team for the first time this season. They come in at number 24 off to a 4-0 and start. Head coach Lance Leipold has done a tremendous job with the Jayhawks. His offense features multiple weapons. they got good defensive players, too. But on offense, they average over 460 yards a game. They're extremely difficult, difficult to get off the field. Kansas converts third down more often than any team in the country through the first month of the season. A tad north of 60% of the time, they move the chains. A pair of uh, excellent running backs, a dynamic dual-threat quarterback, Jalen Daniels, who has the ability not only to find open receivers, but will run on design, run plays, and scrambles. He's a real dual threat. You know, I, I think the natural thing is we think about the runs that he has for explosive plays, but he throws the ball all over the place. And they've, they've got great schemes and concepts. You know, they, they're running real pass concepts that stress your coverages. And then they have the run concepts with, with his legs as, a, as an added element to it. You know, the plus one runs with the quarterback run. So um, he taxes you both ways. Texas and Kansas kick off at 2.30 on Saturday. Our pregame coverage starts at noon from the Mockingbird Saloon on Guadalupe. NBA, absolute blockbuster of a trade has been completed just ahead of training camp. Portland Trailblazers have traded guard, all-NBA all guard Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks where he'll play alongside Giannis Attentacumpo. It's part of a three-team deal that also includes the Phoenix Suns. Blazers will receive Drew Holiday in the trade, as well as DeAndre Ayton from the Suns. Also a future first-round pick from Milwaukee and other assets. Phoenix will land big man Yusef Nurkic to replace Ayton and three other players in the move. That's a blockbuster. Big night in uh, the big leagues. Blockbuster night in Major League Baseball. Rangers put themselves on the brink of their first playoff berth since 2016. Did it with a 5-0 win over the LA Angels. Dane Dunning. Big start for him last night. The right-hander stepped up big, allowed just three hits over seven dominant frames. Adolis Garcia had a homer and an RBI double. Texas lowers its magic number to clinch a playoff berth to one. Their magic number to clinch the AL West stands at two. That's because the Houston Astros posted a huge win of their own last night. They beat Seattle eight to three. Mauricio Dubon hit a tie-breaking three-run homer in the fourth. That backed Framber Valdez in the bullpen. Astros extend their lead over the Mariners in the race for the final AL wildcard spot to a game and a half. So Houston will be off today. Ahead of their regular season-ending series in Arizona this weekend, Rangers, meanwhile, close their regular season starting tonight with four games in Seattle. High drama, no doubt. Magic numbers lowering now. Great season has come to an end for the Round Rock Express after the Oklahoma City Dodgers closed out the Pacific Coast League Championship Series with a 5-2 win over the E-Train last night at the Bricktown Ballpark. Dodgers will now advance to face the uh, International League winner in the AAA World Series. Week four in the NFL kicks off tonight. Great matchup on Thursday night football. 2-1 Detroit Lions traveling to Lambeau Field to face the 2-1 Green Bay Packers. Battle for first place in the NFC North.
Corn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn mowers in stock this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Well, appreciate the text on our new number, 447-3776. Good morning from Charleston, South Carolina. App is loud and clear, and we appreciate hearing that. This is I Don't Miss the Frequently Frantic Mornings of My Mid-20s. Nick and San Angelo, with that note, we appreciate those all over, wherever you are. That's what we love about the Horn app. Also, those who listen, listen locally on 101.9 and AM 1260, and certainly watching on our Twitch channel on YouTube and cranking it up. And, uh, you know, one thing about you, Ty, that is... Uh, you know, charming is that you are completely an open book, you know? You could have just been late and not told me all that stuff. You just, you know, so now I was running behind. <laughs> but what fun would that be? What fun would that be? You're completely an open book and share, and that's what we appreciate. We we kind of live vicariously through Ty. And, uh, For better been, or worse? Yeah, well, it's good. It's good. It reminds you. It's a reminder, man. It used to be really fun, but it also used to be... You know, you know the good with the bad, I guess, is what you would say, right? Because you get to and stay up ugly. late and go to the uh, deep, deep Eddie Cabaret and uh, hang out and all that I kind of stuff. I haven't been going out during the week, though. I know. Yeah, I've recently. noticed that. I've noticed that. That's good. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, Ari Temkin, bottom of the hour. Can't wait to talk to AT, former uh, colleague and producer of ours, and uh, has gone on to do great things. Worked in San Antonio on radio for quite a while. Now he's... Uh, on Sirius XM up there in the Metroplex doing Big 12 radio. We'll talk to him about this Kansas game. He'll have a unique perspective in it that he you know, covers the Big 12 daily on, a, on that show, uh, talking to coaches and players from around the conference and insiders, but he also went to Kansas. So he, he pays attention to the Jayhawks and the tremendous job that Lance Leipold has done closer than most, and we'll have a good thought with him coming up. We'll also ask Ari, he's a big basketball fan, about this trade. What's your thought on this trade? This is a blockbuster. You're kind of the whole time that Dame Lillard wanted to be traded – and people, you know, he wanted to go to Miami and then go play with his, uh, with his good buddy there. Uh, the big man, Bam Adebayo, is one of his closest friends, and that was kind of his angle. But in the end, I, I, kept, I kept thinking, and I said this to you several times, the Bucks seemed like a great fit because you got Giannis kind of you – know, Giannis is much like Lillard has been, you know, team player in Milwaukee, kind of waiting his turn. They won a championship, obviously, and now they're – you know, they've, they've kind of faded back. They fired their coach. Uh, and now Giannis is, you know, kind of, kind of t- sounds like he's testing the waters a little bit. Well, all of a sudden, you land Dame Lillard, and according to Vegas, they're now the odds favorite to win the championship. Not just the East; they've now, according to Vegas, moved past Denver, the defending champs, uh, as the odds favorite to win the championship. Huge move by Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm not surprised the the Miami Heat situation didn't work out. They just simply didn't have the assets to to complete a trade with with a caliber of player such as Damian Lillard. They needed a third team, uh, couldn't find one. Uh, Milwaukee obviously did uh, with Phoenix and the DeAndre Aiden. Uh, I, I like it for all three teams, honestly. This is one of the first trades I've seen in a while where I feel like it was pretty equal and balanced for sure. everyone involved. Well, and I would say Portland gets an A-plus for trading. Rarely can you trade a star player, a superstar player like Dame Lillard, and get something close you got to two, commensurate. two stars back. You'd say, I mean, two top Well, the, I think the key for them in a rebuild is, because you're rebuilding now that you trade your stars, and they've been bad for quite a while even with Lillard there. But the the key to the trade for me is Drew Holiday because Drew Holiday is an, an all you know an all star point guard might be the best defensive guard in the NBA. Well, and, and to me, because because the the thought is they're going to flip him now, they're going to move him to a contender because they're not a contender at this point. And Drew Holiday is a really good player. I mean, played on the uh, you know Team USA and uh, best defensive guard as Ty just said, a heck of a player, heck of a teammate, just a, just a, an all round great player. He's only but he's thirty three years old. And the thought is they can move him for something really good. They can get more assets in addition to what they already acquired and use him to uh, 
to really bring a haul that they can help their and expedite their rebuild. Phoenix, meanwhile, they're already running with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and uh, and Bradley Beal, and so now you add you get rid of the uh, the DeAndre Ayton problem, and which is a huge contract for a, for a big man who's really doesn't fit with what they're trying to do. And they picked up uh, Nurkic, the big man, the seven footer, who's probably a, he's not as good as, as Aiton, but he's he's probably a better fit, more consistent. Yeah, and more consistent with what they're trying to do. And they got a lot lot of good bench pieces, which is the yeah that's that was what, their main concern last year. Yeah, Phoenix landed you know four guys in a trade, which is what they need bodies. I mean, they needed to move Aiton and pick up you know quality players that can they've got star power. They just needed some some depth. This brings depth to Phoenix. Obviously, the Blazers now you know are in a rebuild, but boy, they did well. That and core I, of Aiton. Uh, Scoot Henderson, the number two, or was he the number two or three pick? Well, top three. Yeah, top three pick in the NBA draft. And then Shaden Sharp, who is a, a big sleeper going in this year for a guy, a, a breakout guy. And then if you don't trade Drew Holiday, which I also think they do, have him at the two guard kind of be a mentor to a v- extremely young roster in Portland. Yeah. I, I, I love I love what they're doing up there. Well, and, and again, you rarely can, can – rarely pays off to try to trade a guy as a player as the caliber of Dame Lillard, but to do it, get that haul, and now what can you get? Because there's going to be a because now the rest of the league has to react to Milwaukee. Um, they're, they're teams who in the East who want to be contenders. They've got to look at that and say, "Damn, the Heat are screwed." I know they well, left open two roster spots. They 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 thought this was going to go down before the season started all off season. Well, I, I'd give also props yeah. to uh, the the general manager of the Blazers who stood ground, stood firm, waited out the summer because a lot of times these guys. You know, bow to the pressure of the player who wants out, and he he wouldn't. He said no. And now here we are, you know, inside a week to training camp, and he pulls this deal because the deal needed to get done. And the Bucks make the move, uh, good for them. And uh, you know, I think I think I agree with you that all three teams land in a good spot based on the circumstance of Dame Lillard wanting out, and and the the Blazers want to do do right by their their superstar who's been a great teammate and a great team player to the Blazers, but you know wants to go chase a championship, and you understand that now he has an opportunity to do it, and what a dynamic combination that will be. The offensive dynamo in, in Lillard with the just the overall game and dominance of, of uh, Giannis, that'll be fun to watch in Milwaukee. Chris Middleton's still there, really a good roster. They only gave up Drew Holiday and a couple other guys to make this thing move. Uh, good good trade. That's fun. Uh, that gets you kind of juices flowing for the NBA season. Nick Shuley will be in here with us coming up, uh, coming off his birthday night. Nick will hang out. He's a huge basketball guy. We'll get his thoughts on that. We'll take your thoughts on it. Hey, by the way, and tomorrow on the show, in this hour, we're going to talk to the legend, the legendary Bill Shoning will be with us, the voice of your San Antonio Spurs. Uh, he is He's playing a uh, concert, a singer-songwriter show. It's Bill Shoning and Friends at the Saxon Pub. On Sunday, so I, te- I hit up Bill yesterday and said, "Hey, man, why don't you come on and talk with us about this trade and your show and your show?" And he sent me some tunes that he's gonna be playing. So we'll play some tunes with Bill Shoning. Do tomorrow. they do covers or is it? Originals? No, man. Bill Shoning is a singer songwriter. Man, he has been as long as I've known. I've known Bill since I, I got into radio in the late '90s, and uh, he's always got the guitar. And you know, he'll, I never he'll play a tune. Never would have thought that. Yeah, Shoning. It's crazy. Yeah, he grew up in in Philly. He's a Philly guy. He grew up loving Springsteen and uh, Jim Croce. Uh, all those great singer songwriters, Dylan. So yeah, he's always fancied himself. Uh, you know, he just likes it. It's, it's art, right? It's 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 an outlet. While he's doing play by play, he's one of the best play by play people you'll ever be around. Whatever sport it is, he used to be the voice of the Longhorns, and now the longtime voice of voice of your San Antonio Spurs. He will be with us tomorrow, and we'll get his thoughts on this big trade, and also a little Spurs chatter with uh, Victor Wenbanyama, and that whole thing cranking up. So yeah, we got football, we got baseball wrapping up into its postseason. 
is one of the high times of the sports calendar we're dealing with right now. Speaking of the baseball, uh, Astros and Rangers stepping up in big spots last night. Rangers, Dane Dunning, how about that performance last night? Now, the Angels... You know, they've, they're they're ready for the golf course. They've mailed it in. You know, Shohei Otani's locker's cleaned out. Mike Trout's not playing. They're they're a mess of an organization. They're kind of like Ty right now. Uh, can't find his keys. Can't find his wallet. Car's got a flat tire. That's the, that's the Angels. And uh, Dane Dunning, though, stepped up in a huge way. Uh, three hits allowed over seven frames. They needed that right there. And now the Rangers are on the brink. They've got their magic number of one. So any combination of them getting a win, all you got to do is beat Seattle tonight and they're in. Uh, and, you know, if the Astros don't play tonight, if they beat Seattle, now their they're magic number to, to clinch the division is down to a half a game. Houston's got three tough games this weekend in Arizona where the Diamondbacks are in a fight for the NL wild card spot. They currently hold down the number two uh, spot in the, in, the, um, in the National League. Uh, they're, they're closing in on that, which will be great. Uh, but, you know, this is it's one of those that you'd like to see. Houston winning last night really puts Seattle on the brink. See, that was a, as I said yesterday, previewing it. That's the biggest game of the year for the Astros. It was the winner of that game was going to be, you know, have a little cushion. You're a game and a half up because again, Toronto has has really come strong and locked down that second wild card spot in the American League. You're done a good job moving towards that. So Houston and Seattle, the loser is going to be out. And last night's game was really big, uh, really big. And the Astros continue to show that they're better on the road than they are at home. I don't know what that's all about, but they found ways. Framber Valdez wasn't great last night. Uh, he you know, threw a lot of pitches and uh, only get, didn't even get through the fifth inning. But then the bullpen stepped up in a big way. Kendall Graveman, I thought, gave them a couple of big innings, and that bullpen locked it down from there. Mauricio Dubon. How many times in the last week when the Astros have had a big hit have we heard the name Mauricio Dubon? This guy is a utility player. Kind of plays all over, but boy, has he been clutch for the Astros. That big three-run homer uh, highlighted a four-run uh, fourth inning for Houston was was just crucial last night to, uh, to, to break that thing open a little bit, give the Astros a cushion that they never relinquish. So both Texas teams win. They're now moving closer to the postseason, and uh, it you know, could be over by tomorrow night uh, that, that, that both teams are in because you know, if you're an Astros fan, you're now rooting for the Rangers. I mean, you, you you technically could still chase down the Rangers and win the division, but at this point, if you're Houston, you'll just t- take a huge sigh of relief and be the sixth seed in the American League, face the Twins in the in the first round, and be happy with it, because uh, you were facing not making the playoffs at all. Now, what you want, if you're as an Astro fan, I want to see Houston, you know, the Rangers beat Seattle tonight, Houston get one win this weekend out in, in Arizona. That's all they need, and they'll they'll clinch that division or clinch that uh, not division, the wild card, and the Rangers will go ahead and win the AL West. And props to Bruce Bochy's team. Uh, for putting themselves in that position, and you know, as we've said, they, they've they've been the clutch team. They've come strong here. They've won uh, eight of nine, right at the right time, and now they face the Mariners, who are fading in a big way. How about uh, on the bad side for the Mariners? Julio Rodriguez, their young star. Remember when they went on their streak to get back in it, and it was Julio Rodriguez batting like five hundred for the better part of a month, uh, which was you know record setting. Well, he went zero for nine in the. Uh, Last two games with the Astros here. Over, I think oh, I think he struck out nine times in the series with the Astros here. Uh, Astros took the rubber game last night, so he was Astros did a great job against him. And safe to say, is a young emerging superstar. Uh, he's streaky. He's streaky. When he gets hot, look out. When he's not, uh, he was 0 for four last night with four Ks. 0 for nine in the series. Uh, and Mariners struck out 16 times against that Astros pitching staff in that spot. And I'll say clutch for the Astros because they had not. I mean, the Mariners had dominated the Astros all season. 
they, the Astros went into that series with a 2-8 and eight record against the Mariners on the year, so the odds were stacked against them on the road, and they went in there and took two out of three to get themselves into a good spot going into their off day. Rangers in a great spot as well. One other baseball note before we get to the timeout and get to our buddy Ari Temkin. Ronald Acuna. I don't know if I'm reading this, and I don't even know if I believe it, but Ronald Acuna Jr. last night became the first 40-70 player in Major League Baseball history. I mean, that's one of the greatest seasons ever put on on the field. Um, I mean, forty. I mean, I remember growing up when 40-40 with Jose Canseco was a huge deal. 40, How, it's, are we going to attribute this to the rule changes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think open what it was up. It, what was the most steals you'd had in the season before this? I don't. I'd have to go uh, look, but uh, it, it took him to the tenth inning last night to get his seventieth steal of the season, making him the first player in Major League Baseball history with more than forty home runs in a season and seventy steals. Uh, just incredible. I mean, you talk. I mean, what do you do with that guy? He's going to be the, the walk away winner of the American National League MVP. I mean, what do you do? You can't walk him because he's going to steal second and third. But you got to pitch to him, and of course he's batting three forty, and he'll he's got forty bombs. I mean, this guy is the total package, one of the, the you know again one of the best seasons we've ever seen yeah, he's from an never, offensive player up until this season. His in twenty nineteen he had thirty seven steals. Yeah, That's, so doubled, doubled almost and before that twenty two last year forty seventy. No one's ever done better than forty. What you know forty sixty was the record before. I mean. Uh, just ridiculous. Or forty. I mean, it, this guy not just broke the record; he shattered the record. He no, he became the first forty sixty player already. Now he's forty seventy, um, and the only person that can break that in the future is him. It seems like that was pretty awesome. So, uh, and the Braves are so far and away the favorites to win the whole thing with that lineup. I mean, there. If you look at their, if you go to the and look at their their lineup, the numbers up and down the lineup, like on their lineup card with when they have their averages and home runs, it looks like a video game. Looks like a video game you were playing when you were growing up, Ty. Just stupid. Uh, the number of home runs. Matt Olson. The batting averages. Yeah, Matt Olson's got 50-something home runs. Acuna's got 40. Uh, Austin Riley's got, you know, 38. I mean, just up and down their order. I, I mean, Ozzie Albies has got, gosh, 30-something home runs. Uh, they're ridiculous right now uh, in Atlanta. Uh, all right, so there's some baseball. There's a little basketball with the big trade. Coming back, we're talking football. Big 12 variety, Texas, Kansas. Uh, how good is Oklahoma? Uh, and we'll, we'll talk with Ari Temkin about those topics. Also, our What the Facts segment before the end of the hour. Just getting warmed up on Hook em Up with Ian Rod B. Happy Thursday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook em Up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, Rod B continues uh, enjoying his uh, beautiful baby girl, born on Tuesday evening. And now you're going to join us again on Saturday. But uh, he and Mel doing great. For the top of the hour, we get our What the Fact segment, including, oh boy, a report on Taylor Swift. You're not going to, if you're tired of Taylor Swift mania invading your football, it's not going to stop, apparently. Also, some other facts from the uh, sports world and landscape. Uh, but look who it is on the Vaqueros hotline. Longhorns playing the Kansas Jayhawks on Saturday, 2.30 showdown game in the Big 12. And uh, who better to talk to than a Kansas graduate who currently hosts the uh, Big 12 radio program on uh, Sirius XM College, Channel 375. A great friend, great former colleague of ours, our buddy Ari Temkin. Ari, how are you, man? I'm great, E. What's going on, man? Congrats to Rod and his wife uh, on the birth of their child. That's amazing. It is amazing. Now, uh, how are your children, you and Margaret? How, how old are yours now? you got two boys. Yeah, two boys. One of them is eight. My oldest is eight, and uh, he's in second grade. And my youngest is five, four, almost five. So yeah, they're uh, it's crazy. It They've is trucking along. I remember when you had 
eight and five year olds. <laughs> and now I've got twenty five and twenty two year olds and twenty one year olds. That's just the way that goes. But you know what? I was, I was telling our producer Ty, who's having a rough week. He's kind of like uh, like the Bears, the Chicago Bears, or something these days. Uh, he he lost his wallet yesterday. Had to go let him in. He lost his car keys today, so we had to steal his roommate's car. I'm like, you know, and I know this because I knew you when you were single too, Ari. He needs a girl. He needs he needs to find your, his Margot, right? He needs he needs some stability in his life. You know how that works. You go from being a mess to all of a sudden, oh, everything lines up for you. Yeah, it's amazing how much more organized you can be uh, and less forgetful. Yeah, when you when you aren't a single twenty something year old. But yeah, I mean that that sounds exactly like the Chicago Bears. I guess the only thing worse would be like his house burning down. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably more Chicago Bears. That's exactly right. Uh, Ari, I'll just talk some football now. Uh, this Big 12, I want you to start with Kansas because you're a graduate. Uh, you follow that program closer than most, and uh, I'll let you brag on the job Lance Leipold has done because uh, whether they can beat Texas or not on Saturday, we'll talk about. But, man, just to have them here, top 25 in both offense and defense, he's done one hell of a job, maybe the best job of any coach in uh, in the Power Four. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, I picked the wrong weekend to be going to New York because uh, I would be in the building for the biggest Jayhawk football game in, in two decades. You know, you could argue that this is even bigger than the Orange Bowl because it's just the history of, of Texas and Kansas and the Big 12 and this final meeting here in Austin and, and especially where both teams are situated. First time ever um, that these two teams are ranked in a game playing against each other, which is no surprise because Kansas doesn't spend a ton of time in the top 25 usually. Um, but I mean, look, I, the big question about KU heading into the season was their defense. We know what, but Bijan and the Texas ground game did against them last year to the tune of, you know, 400 yards rushing or whatever it was. Bijan had close to 300 yards. And that was their, that was their Achilles heel last year. You know, they, they did a good job early on in the season defensively rotating and, and keeping guys fresh. And I, I think teams caught up to that and start playing a lot faster against them. And it really ate them up. Their defense was really, really bad last year. And they are playing considerably better. They gave up 200 yards rushing per game last year. They're at 90. You know, it's still a small sample. And it's, you know, again, mostly non-conference. But still, you know, it, it's significant that they've been able to do this defensively. I don't, you know, obviously no Bijan, uh, no Roshan, um, but still a good, robust running game. So I, I think that's a key here is, if if Kansas can limit them a little bit, um, then I think this could be a good football game. But if if Kansas's defense is able to limit Texas, you know Kansas can score, and that's obviously where their their bread is buttered. Um, but it, it's it's just going to be tough for them to keep up because Texas is so good on offense and defense, and de- you know Texas's defense will get some stops. Um, can Kansas is that's the big key in this game, but. Um, I definitely like Kansas plus 17. I, I feel like 14, 13 is probably a better number. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, I, I, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, this is this is a big game, and I love what Lance Leipold, the approach he's taken here, um, and that is, you know, he was asked by the the media in Lawrence in Kansas City about the game in 2021, and he was like, I hope this is the last time I'm asked about it. And he even used last year's game as motivation for this year's team. So, you know, look, he, he, these these 
two programs are in considerably different places than when they met in 2021. Obviously, Texas is significantly better. And Kansas, when they won that game, it was such a novelty. And so I think that's why Lance Leipold doesn't like it. You know, it, it sort of notates a time when winning games was so unlikely for Kansas, whereas now it's a program that's used to winning football games. And so we'll see, you know, if they could put their best foot forward here against Texas. And 4-0 wins over, you know, not the best competition, but pretty darn good. BYU, Illinois, Nevada, uh, all win so far. And again, the the number it's similar that you know we cover Sark and the Longhorns on a daily basis here, Ari, and you know, he's just done such a great job of, of acquiring talent and then developing the talent and then hitting the portal where they needed to. And uh, you know, same thing for Lance Leipold though. When you read up and, and follow that program. You know, he's added good players, but then they've developed the players that they have, and his systems, much like Sark's, very difficult to get your hands around. The number that jumps off the page for me for, for Kansas, and I mentioned it in the top of the hour headlines, they, they're they over 60% on third down, Ari, uh, com- conversion. I mean, six of ten times they, they move the chains, which that makes it very frustrating on a defense uh, to if you can't get them off the field. And, and it starts and ends with their quarterback, uh, Jalen Daniels. He might be the best QB in this conference. And, look, I mean – the reason they're so good at converting on third down E is because they're so good at running the football with their schemes. And I mean, this was the same last year too. They were really good on third down last year as well, because they're in third and short situations pretty consistently. And, you know, they do that because they're, they're three headed monster rushing attack with Daniel Highshaw and, and Devin Neal and, and, and Jalen Daniels, you know, Neal is a legit four-star recruit that is out of Lawrence that, you know, wanted to build this thing. And he's, he's been instrumental in doing it. I mean, he's, He's a legit back, but the way that Andy Kotelnicki, their offensive coordinator, you know, the way he schemes, the pre-snap motion, the window dressing, I mean, Sark does a ton of it too. So I, that, I think that, from a schematic standpoint, will be really interesting to watch. And to your point about the talent, you know, look, I, I give credit to Les Miles too um, because Les Miles, you know, Kansas's football program is so far behind at scholarships. When they had scholarship limits, they couldn't catch up. And so what Les Miles did in two consecutive recruiting periods was not take any transfers and just completely replenish with freshmen. And, you know, look, Lance Leipold is the beneficiary of, of some talent here. Jalen Daniels was brought in by Les Miles, um, but it was, it was the perfect timing. It was the right group at the right time for the right coach. And he instilled, you know, some accountability and certain things within this program that had not been there that this, these players were waiting for. And, it's obviously worked, and then from a defensive perspective, they've used the portal, you know, to really buoy where they missed. Because again, that defense was really bad last year, and and you know they've improved the talent pretty dramatically in one off season. They have. I mean, Texas is third in the Big Twelve in rush defense at, at allowing just uh, eighty-seven yards a game. Kansas fourth at 93. I mean, this will be a, a, a tough game. I mean, both teams are, are dramatically improved. Texas probably more talented. Uh, what's your thought on Texas? Uh, obviously covering them on the daily at uh, Big Tw- uh, Sirius XM uh, College, Big 12 Radio. I mean, th- this looks like the, the Texas looks the part, I guess is what I would say, uh, as far as a team that can win this conference and put themselves in the conversation for bigger things. What's your read on the Longhorns through four games? Yeah, I mean, I think Texas is in a tier in, in by itself right now in the Big 12. Um, I mean, Oklahoma is, you know, statistically up there, and but I, I, they just haven't played the competition yet, I think, that would, would dictate that. I mean, Cincinnati's got major issues in terms of trying to throw the football. They can run, but they can't play from behind because they can't throw. So I'm, I'm just, you know, as the season evolves, I'm curious to see how Oklahoma continues to play. I've been impressed with them defensively, but I just – Texas just looks different. You know, I mean, he, 
you and I were covering this team at the beginning of the end, you know, after the McCoy injury in the, the, the BCS national championship game. And I mean, none of the, none of those teams we covered looked anything like this on the field, obviously. And, you know, the biggest question mark I had about Texas coming into the season was Sark and the ability to close games. You know, we had seen two years of teams just not be able to close games. And, you know, in the Alabama game, when, when, uh, when Jalen Milrow hit that long touchdown pass that put Alabama up and you kind of felt like, man, Texas has kind of dominated this game, but they were selling for field goals and it doesn't reflect on the scoreboard. You're kind of like, Oh, here we go again. And what do they do? They go right down the field, get a long touchdown themselves. So, um, the, the Wyoming game is a good example of this too. Like the, the biggest issue and concern that I had and a lot of people had coming into the season with Texas, I think was, you know, sort of quelled in those two games back to back, the way that they closed out Alabama, the way they closed Wyoming. And so, you know, for me, that was the only question mark I had. The, the talent was obvious, um, you know, and not just talent, but, you know, substantial talent up front on both lines of scrimmage. Uh, Jalen Ford's the best player and the best defensive player in, in the Big 12 and one of the best in college football. So, yeah, to me, it was just about can they close games? It's been an issue for two years now with Sark. And, you know, he's never won he, He's never won nine games in a regular season, had to have a bowl win to get to nine. So, you know, he, certainly he's, he's been impressive. They've been impressive. And, yeah, it's hard not to, to view Texas through the prism of a, a CFP team right now. It looks like it, especially if they can get through this two-game stretch where they're playing the only other two ranked teams in the Big 12 back-to-back. Kansas at 24 and 4-0. Oklahoma, of course, 4-0. And they – They'll likely be 5-0 and at the Red River game next week. They play Iowa State, who's uh, who's having a hard time right now. And Oklahoma is improved. And that'll be a conversation maybe we can have next week, Ari, because uh, we'll now know uh, if we're going to get an undefeated battle in the final big uh, Red River game between the two rivals as Big 12 teams. Because uh, Oklahoma looks the part, but, man, they, they, they just aren't playing anybody yet. I mean, they, they, their, their defense is dramatically improved from year over year with Brett Venables. Dylan Gabriel's playing good. The numbers all jump off the, the stat sheet. Same time, who's the competition, right? They don't have, I don't know if they have a win as quality as Texas has a couple uh, so far this year. No, I agree. I, I, I'd say Texas probably has two wins that are better than any of Oklahoma's wins so far. And look, Iowa State played significantly better last week against Oklahoma State with you know, retro freshman quarterback and Rocco Becht. Um, but they'll, they'll test Oklahoma defensively. Iowa State is still elite defensively. And, you know, if they can string together some scoring drives, and that's been their issue. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's an inexperienced young team. Um, they can make that a game um, this weekend. And then I think the other one in the Big 12 that's kind of big is TCU in West Virginia. Sure. Um, you know, the Big, the Big 12 looks really down right now, and I, I wonder if part of that is because of the preseason expectations for certain teams. Like Texas Tech looks really bad. Oklahoma State looks really bad. Those are two teams that I think, especially Texas Tech, people pick to win this conference or be competing for it. And so you wonder, okay, well, Kansas is a team now It's 4-0. And, I mean, even if they don't beat Texas, this is still a team that, you know, is looks primed to get to six, seven, eight wins, you know, and be a bowl team and, and compete towards the top of this conference. I mean, West Virginia, they're they're off to a 3-1 and start. They get a win here. They're 4-1. and That's a huge surprise. So, you know, I, I wonder if the Big 12 is just quote-unquote bad because of some of the preseason expectations we had for certain teams. But that TC-West Virginia game is another big one this weekend because I think both those teams are kind of fighting for, for the top – you know, top half of the conference right now. Yeah, wouldn't have picked that with Neil Brown, but uh, yeah, they've they lost to Penn State, but they've won the rest of their games, including last week over Tech. Uh, Ari, thanks a lot. Uh, tell the family hi, and we appreciate it. Maybe we'll see you up in Dallas next week. Uh, no, no matter how this game goes this week. Best of luck to Kansas. Why are you going to New York? By the way, you mentioned you won't be in town. 
yeah, going for work, uh, unfortunately. And I was all excited but when I booked it um, before the season started to see the Jets and the Chiefs, thinking that's going to be a big-time game. And I guess now I'll just have to settle for, for seeing uh, the Chiefs blow out another team um, with Taylor Swift in the house. So yeah. that was fun last week. By the way, e, I said watching the Bears-Chiefs last week, they were down 24 nothing. the Bears with 155 left in the second quarter. And I said, just take a knee. Just take a knee. <laughs> take a knee. Uh, Ari's and Bears They went into half down 30. They went at, they went down and a half down thirty four nothing. They should have just taken the knee. Yeah, right before half. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. You've seen that team too often. Uh, being born, you know, growing up in Chicago, you've seen enough Bears football. And yeah, you'll be in the building, huh? Taylor Swift, man, that's going to be a brush with greatness for you. That's pretty awesome. Looks like Taylor Swift will be at that Jets <laughs> Chiefs game on Sunday as well. All right, Ari, thanks, bud. Uh, best of luck and uh, safe travels. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, brother. Uh, say hi to your family for me, and congrats to Rod again. Take care. We'll pass them along. That's Ari Temkin, former colleague of ours, uh, now up in Dallas doing Sirius XM uh, Radio, Big 12 Radio, Channel 375, you have the uh, Sirius XM. Uh, also doing all kinds of things. He's always already works about six different jobs, which is a good thing. Coming back with the What the Facts, including that Taylor Swift breaking news. Also the other facts of your Thursday morning. We'll reset the headlines. Look forward to a great sports weekend. College and pro football, the Ryder Cup, baseball's regular season comes to an end. Huge trade in the NBA. Plenty to do Thursday on Hook'em Up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook'em Up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Time for What the Facts on a Thursday, the fact segment of the show. It is a fact now that Mel Tucker has officially been fired by the Michigan State Spartans program. The embattled coach is out. They notified him of their intention to fire him for cause and through to... uh, Legalese and contractual terms, they had to wait until yesterday to make it official, but he is out. That will lead to a pretty massive lawsuit, I have to imagine, a fight over the uh, 75 or $80 million left on his contract. He has been adamant that uh, there is not cause to fire him, uh, so we'll see where that goes, but it's official now. It is a fact. Uh, also, a fact that uh, the Texas Rangers are now one a magic number of one to clinch their first playoff berth since 2016. We'll reset that coming up top of the hour, uh, how we get there. Uh, But, yes, also, I know you don't want to hear this, Ty. Well, maybe you do because you like this whole Taylor Swift mania. But you just heard Ari Temkin say that he's going to be at the Chiefs-Jets game on Sunday, and it's the night game. This is the the, uh, primetime, Carrie Underwood, Sunday night, the whole bit. Uh, That was a marquee matchup when it was announced because it was going to be Aaron Rodgers head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes. Well, now we know what's happened with the Jets and Robert Sala's trying to keep his locker room together uh, around Zach Wilson. But uh, Taylor Swift, according to Front Office Sports, and a report is expected to attend the game with her new boyfriend, uh, Travis Kelsey, whether it's a marketing scheme or not, she's going to be there for Chiefs-Jets. Can you imagine? We've already told you that Taylor Swift is her own economy right now, uh, her own industry. Uh, Since Taylor Swift surprisingly was in the box at the Chiefs game and the win over the Bears on Sunday. And we've told you about the five, 400% spike in Travis Kelsey jersey sales. His podcast with his brother is now skyrocketed to number one on Apple. Um, it was the most watched game, even though it was a terrible game. It was the most watched game of the weekend. And the, 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 the amazing jump for the Swifties and the flock of, of Taylor Swift mania, uh, the 63% jump in female viewership of that game. I mean, so I mean, just tuning in to get a glimpse of Taylor, 
uh, can show you the power. Well, that's crazy or not, we're, you know, the, the, the con- consumer culture that we are. Uh, but the 63% jump in female viewers ages 18 to 49. I don't know what that's going to be. with Because we, we didn't even know she was going to be there. It's just the word spread that, oh, my gosh, Taylor Swift is in the box. And then it took off like wildfire. Well, now we're three days ahead of it. We know uh, have been told she's going to be there. What is that female viewership going to be? The NBA, NFL couldn't be happier because they're about to launch this thing in Taylor Swift mania. Are, 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 more and more this comes out, T.Y., are you on board that this is a marketing gimmick that's been perfectly executed and planned by the two, by the PR firms of the NFL and Taylor Swift, or is this for real? These two are really a couple. It might be for real, but there definitely was a, there's been some talks of like, hey, let's play this let's, up. Let's, if it's, if it's going to happen, let's, let's play it up. Exactly. I don't think it's sustainable either. I, I don't see, even if they do stay together, how, they can show Taylor Swift for like ten minutes of airtime every Sunday. Well, it's, and it's it's odd that it, it's not like either of them needs the hype, right? The Chiefs are already the pick to win. Travis Kelsey's the a very NFL popular needs player. the hype. It doesn't need the hype, but it, well, why it would, always why wants would it. why would Taylor Swift feel compelled to help the NFL? I don't know what that answer is. I'm Maybe looking for I'm looking works. for motive. You know, I'm, I'm investigating. I'm looking for motive. What is her motive here? Money. She's got enough. She could buy her own country. She just had the most successful tour in the history of tours. Yeah, but is it her making these decisions or her team? Well, she's been pretty independent in uh, in her own in her whole life here. She's been kind of a do it my own way. Remember, she sued to get her uh, her publishing back and then re-recorded all of her old songs. But I mean, she, she lost. Yeah, but she but then she went out she and got trumped got. it. But then she trumped it by re-recording all the songs and getting her. I mean, she's she's kind of her own her own lady. There's no doubt about that. So uh, I don't know. But either way, it's going to be a zoo uh, this weekend. Uh, also a zoo. Looking forward to the Ryder Cup. Are you a Ryder Cup fan? It's by the way. Did you know that that uh, Ryder Cup golf is uh, the second most popular betting event of the year uh, behind the Super Bowl? When really? Running. Yes. More than March Madness. Yes. And when it because it only happens every other year. But uh, second most popular oh, golf betting event of the year, golf betting. Okay, I apologize. So the Masters, definitely. But it's, uh, of course, the United States won the 43rd Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits two years ago, 19 to 9. Romper roomed over the Euros. Well, now the 44th Ryder Cup matches will be played at the Marco Simone, is it uh, Simone? Marco Simone Golf and Country Club, just east of Rome's city limits. So you're in Italy now. Um, this has been the host of the last three DP World Tour Italian Opens. Beautiful golf course. If you've seen some of it on, uh, uh, it's just a masterpiece. If you watch Golf Channel, uh, it says here, Michelangelo himself will be proud of the aesthetics and the Da Vinci, uh, Da Vinci, the innovation in preparating this course. So, um, and again, when you play a Ryder Cup, you don't want, you know, a, a, it's got to be difficult, but you want to, you know, you want to challenge players to go for it. You want to challenge the best players from Europe and best players from the United States to be aggressive, try to, you know, shot making. Shoot for birdies because you're playing, you know, team golf. You're playing match play, and so you're looking for pin hunting and and you know, trying to beat these guys down. And it's not a four day test of golf. It's you know partners and team golf until Sunday. So looking forward to this. It's 7,268 yards and uh, USA heavy favorites, heavy favorites here. Uh, and we'll certainly preview. We're going to get a good preview on that coming up of uh, where it goes. But it does tee off. It actually tees off overnight. So obviously time difference. When we come in here tomorrow morning, Ty, we'll have. Some results from the early matches that are going on in Rome. So looking forward to that. That's a fact. Also, we mentioned it's incredible, but uh, last night in uh, in a game against the Cubs, Ronald Acuna Jr. became the baseball's first ever 40-70 player. Also from baseball, the Orioles, Baltimore, they're going to be the number one seed in the American League. They're now 40 games over 500 for the first time since 1979. 
all the way back to the Earl Weaver days. Last time they were this far over 500, the Orioles are 99 and 59 on the season. And the Cubs, you thought the Bears were bad. How about the Cubs? They've lost five games this month after holding the lead in the eighth inning or later. That's tied for the most losses in any single month over the last 50 seasons. Five games, including last night's game, after holding the lead in the eighth inning or later, and they're falling apart. Cubs are going to look like they're going to miss the National League playoffs because their bullpen can't hold leads. That's frustrating. Texas Ranger fans uh, can relate to that, but as of late, the Rangers have been really good. They've won 8-9. We'll get your headlines coming up, including the Longhorns. How do they deal with this uh, 24th-ranked Kansas team? We're from Sark coming back. Longhorns in Kansas two days out now here on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. 